Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, thanks for joining me again today. As you know, I talked about Daniel yesterday, and I'm going to continue talking. Yesterday, I ended with talking about the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and how they stood up to the king and were thrown into the fiery furnace, and how God spared them, and how their lives changed the whole land. Our Heavenly Father, may our lives change the United States of America. May our lives change Boise and Meridian and Napa and Caldwell and Notice and Greenleaf and Homedale and Parma and Middleton and Melba, all these places, Lord. I pray that you would be in our midst. And Lord, we would stand up for you and we'd see great change. We'd see revival sweep our state, sweep our valley, sweep our nation and sweep our world. Lord, we need you. We need to be people who will stand up for you, not compromising our faith. Bless this day in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm talking about second, the Daniel today again, and, and I told you about the story of his friends. And I'm going to talk more about Daniel himself today and use some passage of Scripture from Daniel. But I encourage you to read the book of Daniel. Well, the king had made an order to find the finest men, young men with no physical defects, handsome, with an attitude of learning, well-informed, and quick to understand. And so let's pick up that story in chapter 1 of Daniel, verses 8 through 17. So bear with me as I read. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. They were giving all these people great food and wine. And Daniel decided not to... uh, not to defile himself with food and wine. He asked the chief officials for permission not to defile himself. Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I am afraid of my Lord, the king, who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. Daniel then said to the guard, whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, uh, Hananiah, Mishal, and Azariah, which was uh, Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us, listen to this, give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance to what you see. So he agreed to do this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. I'm sure those guys were a little ticked. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. God blessed them because they stood up and said, hey, we just want this vegetables. We just want this water. We don't need uh, to be gluttons. We don't need a drink. We want this. And God showed his hand. He told them to take care of them and feed them great food and give them the finest wine. But Daniel challenged the leaders to let them live on with vegetables and water. And after they compared them, guess what? They looked better than all the others. Why? Because God had blessed them. You see, folks, God wants to bless you. A principle God lays out in his entire word is the importance of being faithful to the things of God and knowing God will eventually 
win out. We are so worried about what everybody else thinks or forget about the creator of mankind, what he thinks, what his plan is. If you want to find real fulfillment in your life, live by God's desires. Serve God with all your heart, not just with the leftovers of your heart. And as I've said in our church, has been something for over 20 years. And honor God and the congregation responds and he will honor you. And that's out of 2 Samuel. It's the timeless principle that never changes. God's plans fights through obstacles. I can tell you this, for every Christian, there will be an obstacle that you'll go through. No one is immune. But the height of your Christian character is measured by how you respond, and God has left the choice in your hands. Some today need to change choices they're making, making some poor, poor choices. Some today have put God on the shelf of their life and need the Holy Spirit to intervene and open up the floodgates of heaven to minister to you and through you. The Bible tells us to avoid conformity. That is certainly the major issue of Christianity in the world. We conform to the desires of the world to fit in and to be accepted. We need to be accepted, all right, accepted by our Lord and Savior, and know that we are someday heaven-bound and not on a train wreck, the wrong direction. Get your life train back on the rails and heading the right direction. Guess what, folks? We all can do it. We've all needed to do it. Well, Paul says in Romans 12, 2, Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, pleasing and perfect will. There it is firsthand. Do not conform to the pattern of the world. We hear it. We know it. We understand it. But yet we ignore it. Stand strong. May we be men and women with a spiritual backbone. We, speak, we see the spiritual backbone Daniel had. He had people jealous of him as he became great and respected as a respected administrator that the king really liked. But others were so jealous of him and, and framed Daniel. They set him up by having the king lay out a 30-day edict that everyone must pray to the king. And if they didn't, they would be thrown into the lion's den. Daniel heard of the edict would not turn his back on his God and continue to go into the room three times a day and pray to God Almighty. Well, of course, those trying to frame Daniel caught him. They went back and said, the king, does your edict stand? And he says, yes. So then they told him about Daniel and the king was distressed. Well, how would you like one of your friends being told? Hey, it's not it's not fun to be falsely accused. There's one time in my life I was falsely accused of a horrible thing. And I'm telling you what, the worst nightmare ever is to deal with being falsely accused. But we have to trust God. We have to trust God and his provisions. You know, God, you know the rest of the story. God would rescue Daniel. God rescued Daniel. And the king was overjoyed. And he had those trapped. Those that, uh, those that trapped Daniel, they had, he had them thrown into the lion's den. People of God, we must be like Daniel. We need to be in, we need to be in um, survivor mode. What kind of mode are you living in? Are you standing up for the things of God? Or are you letting the world treat you poorly? Like I said, there's going to be circumstances that are really bad. You're going to be accused of things that you've never even dreamed of. You're going to have things that you're dealing with that no one can imagine you're dealing with. 
But know this, God is with you. God stands up for truth. You can illuminate your surroundings by the presence of Almighty God. God is looking for those who will not compromise their Christianity for the sake of popularity or for wealth or for status. Well, I don't want everybody to know I'm a Christian. They'll think I'm goody-goody. They think that I'm, that, I, that, I'm, that I don't think I'm special. You are special. You're a child of the king. You worship the king of kings, the Lord of lords. You're going to see him that day when he comes again. Every eye will see him. Every tongue will confess. And you will spend eternity with him. What a great joy that is. We don't like thinking about that. We think it's scary. Scary? Are you kidding? Living in the presence of Almighty God? What's scary is living in this world and everything around us. But we don't need to be scared because when God is for us, as I said in Romans, who can be against us? How far are you willing to go for God? Would you be willing to go with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the fiery furnace because you would stand up for God? Would you be willing to go with Daniel to a lion's den and sit in a bunch of lions thinking you're going to get ripped to pieces because you stood up for God? God is so strong. He doesn't want us to cave in. He wants us to trust him and to take us to new heights in our spiritual walk. This Christmas season is a time to celebrate the birth of Jesus. It's a time to do things that would change lives. It's a time to build our churches full of people that love God. Remember what Matthew 16, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. When we allow God to lead us and build his church, his hand will be all over it. And we will see the spirit of God more alive than we ever have before. We've got to stand firm in our commitment to him. We've got to stand fast in our time with him. Folks, I know some of you are going through some trials because I deal with people every day. Every day I deal with people. But you know what? Your God is with you. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. In fact, I'm going to be with you always to the very end of the age. The question I guess I have for you today, do you believe it? you believe he's with you? Do you believe he's going to be with you always to the very end of the age? Are you living day to day? Are you living in the power of Almighty God? What choice are you making? This Christmas season, what choice are you making to honor Jesus? Hey, are you going to go and be a part of a Christmas Eve service somewhere and, uh, and honor Jesus in our church, at Cloverdale Church of God? Uh you know, we have tomorrow night, we have two services, one at 4 and one at 5.30. And uh, it's just to honor, honor the Lord. It's are kind of short services. We take communion. And my Pastor Allen, the guy that is taking my role uh, in January, is uh, going to share. I'm going to be there. I'm excited to be there. But I'd encourage you to go to your church if you have a Christmas Eve service or go to a church close to you. And uh, we'll probably go to two. My daughter's church, Rock Harbor, they meet on, uh, they meet tonight. And I think we're going to go tonight to their, to their Christmas Eve service. And we're going to go tomorrow night to ours, but to honor God in a great way. And I just want to say a special uh, Merry Christmas to my very good friend in Vancouver, Washington. Her name is Julie Weller. Her dad passed away here about a year ago. We weren't able to do a funeral, but she's a dear friend that uh, follows this show on the radio and follows our uh, TV broadcast on so Julie. Merry Christmas to you. And folks, Merry Christmas to each of you. May God bless you. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. 
If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.